as with everything in life right now, there are a million choices when it comes to finding a good home church. So how do you make that decision? In today's podcast, Heidi and I are going to process through a couple of criteria, some questions that we would ask if we were looking for a church home. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. Melanie, I don't know how many churches are available within five-mile radius of my home, but there are a lot of options. For sure. When I was growing up, you just went to the church that your family went to. If you're a family where churchgoers, you just went there. You didn't really process it, ask a lot of questions. That's just what you did. That's right. But now there are so many denominations, and there's so many non-denominational churches. How do you even begin to find one that is going to help your family grow? Yeah. And that's one of the, I think, the first questions you need to look at is, is this church going to help mature me in my faith in Christ? We have a list. Of course, we have a list. So let's go back to most churches have a statement of faith. It's available on a website. If they don't have a website, you can call and ask the pastor, ask a staff member, what does this church believe? That's right. And then take that statement of faith and go back to the Bible. Does it match up with what the Bible says? So some red flags would be if there is nothing about God being a non-created being. In other words, is God a man-made thing? That's kind of a big red flag mm-hmm. right there. I look for um, something that has to talk about the Trinity. Do they believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? And then lastly, what do they have to say about the Bible? Is it God-breathed? Is it true? Is it the Word of God? And then I said lastly, but one more, do they have anything on there about the purpose of gathering as a body? Excellent. And I would also add, what about the gospel? Mm, What (laughs) is the gospel? What is the truth of the gospel? And is Jesus the center of that? Is he God's son or is he just a good person? Okay. Which brings us to the next topic, which is not about topics. Is, Is the teaching style topical? In other words, is that all the pastor or teaching team ever talks about is just a topic? Mm-hmm. And that's that can be fine as long as it is, it is scripturally centered. But really what you're looking for is um, from the pulpit, from the stage, is the meat of a teaching going to be about the Bible itself or from the Bible itself? Excellent. And I would really look, when you visit a church— Is the sermon based upon one verse that they've thrown in to make a point, or is it looking at a passage of verses? Now, obviously, sometimes you are going to have those topics and you're going to have one verse, but overall, are you learning the Bible or are you learning character education? Right. And this is where it's going to take commitment from you and your family. You're going to have to spend more than a Sunday or two to really get a good picture of what this church is teaching. Mm-hmm. When we were preparing for this podcast, you found on a on a website that said plan on 3 to 6 months. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really good time frame. You really want to see the church for a long period instead of basing on one or maybe two sermons. Right. Okay, next kind of big piece of criteria here mm-hmm. is 
does the church as a whole avoid truth so as to not make people uncomfortable? Yeah. And this is a really hard one, especially with so much tolerance being preached. It is the idea that we don't want people to leave our church, so we kind of dance around subjects. And so that is the question that we would pose. Is the church willing to make a few people upset in order to preach the gospel truth? And I think the only thing I would add to that is when a church speaks truth over a um, a member or an attendee, it should always be in the context that the end goal is to draw that person back into right relationship with God. So absolutely, we Mm -hmm. have to speak truth. It has to come from God's word. Mm -hmm. But we don't lob that out into the audience like a grenade, let it explode and walk away. Very true. A good church, and this is kind of, I think, what you have to spend some time with getting to know the people, but a good church will walk alongside Mm -hmm. the people that attend because they desire that relationship with its body so that you are in relationship, you're in fellowship with God the way Jesus intended it to be. Oh, so good. So good. Next one. Does the church look at Old Testament, New Testament, or both in their sermons. For sure. You don't want a lopsided Bible teaching. Right. Um, it's easy to do. I mean, it's it's really, it's easy to get kind of hunkered down mm-hmm. um, in one or the other, but you really want to keep your eyes peeled for, or your ears open, I guess is the best way to say it, for a church that is going to talk about the whole Bible. And when you look at the whole Bible, you're looking at the whole God. You're not looking at just some characteristics of him. So with that good balance of Old Testament and New Testament also comes a right understanding of the purpose of meeting together Mm -hmm. as a church, which is ultimately to make disciples. And that is people who are worshiping together, encouraging each other, studying God's word together so that they then take that out into their everyday life. They are talking about God. They're talking about Jesus in their workplace, in their home place, in their neighborhoods. But that happens, hopefully, in the church. Another way of saying this, are the regular attendees of this church, are they growing spiritually? Yeah. That, I'm not asking, are they perfect? Right. Because if you attend church with Melanie or I, you're going to see both of us sitting in the audience and we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. We still make a lot of mistakes. But our goal we aspire to continually be growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And you you can see evidence of that when you see these people outside of church too. Who are these people when you see them out in the community? Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a red flag. If, if somebody acts a whole lot different outside of church than who they are inside church, and they're a, they're a, you know, a dutiful member, that could be a big warning. Excellent. Okay, what else, Heidi? One of the things that I want to know when I look at a church is, can I serve there? Or is it something that only the people who are on staff are doing all the work? Is it the church body working together using the gifts that God has given us? Okay, let's talk about something that probably is kind of the forefront for most of our listeners, Mm -hmm. moms and dads of kiddos. What about the kids' programs? Yeah, and they are so important. We want our kids to be growing to knowing the Bible, to knowing the characters of the Bible, to knowing God, to knowing Jesus. But this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. 
I wrote a curriculum, the Old and New Testament curriculum, specifically because I see the path that churches are on, and it is not about teaching God. It's about teaching character, and this Mm -hmm. is a huge concern that I have. Or you have the other way, which is it's just entertainment. Um, There is so little meat in Mm -hmm. what's being given to the kids Mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings that it's really, how do we keep these kids happy and safe for an hour while their parents are learning about God? And how do we get them excited about coming back to church Mm -hmm. for the excitement's sake? Right. And that's, I think what ends up happening is we grow little consumers instead of little disciples. Yes. So as a question for yourself, is the church program going to teach children who God is, or is it strictly, as Melanie said, for entertainment purposes? Mm -hmm. And I would add, you know, as a mom, I really wanted a church that helped me in my job of teaching my kids how to study God's Word. Mm-hmm. We, we just recorded a podcast about having a quiet time. Will the church come alongside Jeff and I in, in leading our kids to having that kind of relationship with God where they know how to sit down with their Bible, read and, prayer and, uh, read and pray on their own? In, in my experience, the children's programs are very important. We want them to be learning the Bible. But I have found the youth programs are even more vital to sure. our family. For sure. I mean, you know, we both have teenagers in our mm-hmm. houses, and to have a church that is willing to spend time and money in equipping those teenagers who are going to be leaving our homes, going out into the world on their own, mm-hmm. and be able to talk about their faith, um, mm-hmm. to be able to talk with other believers about who God is, and then to talk about people who don't know God. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing that I have seen that I am particularly thankful in our church is that the kids in the youth program do not come just to be entertained. They actually serve. Mm -hmm. Both of my kids are involved in the worship process, and they're training them how to lead worship, not how to be the focus on the stage. It's about a heart. They're training them how to read their Bibles so that as they walk out of our home, they are going to be equipped. For sure. So this is not, by any stretch of imagination, a comprehensive list Mm -hmm. of um, criteria that you might use as you are finding or looking for a church. But we hope that it's just kind of a first step um, as you begin to think about where do we want to go to worship every Sunday? How how are we going to get plugged in? What are the things that we need to be looking for? Yeah, that's great. I would say one of the things that causes a lot of people to be apprehensive about going to church is the idea that everybody there is perfect, and I'm not, and thus I can't go until I get my act together. Mm -hmm. And um, the motto of our church is that all are broken. One gets the glory. Yep. And so that brokenness is not something that has to be fixed to go to church. That brokenness is why we go to church, is why we gather together, is why we study the Bible. Yeah. And so I guess one other concern that I know um, is common among, especially especially moms of young children is, what if my kids can't be quiet in Mm -hmm. church? And I know, Heidi, you actually have written a couple of um, blog posts about this and have some good information. How would you encourage young moms? That's a great question. And I do. And we will put the links to those blog posts in the show notes so you can check those out. But that is always a concern. The idea of why do I work so hard to get all my kids to church 
on a Sunday morning, and then I end up standing in the hallway half the time trying to keep a child quiet. So there definitely are some valid concerns when it comes to going to church with little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great place to ask questions to of the staff. Does the church have a children's um, nursery? Are there opportunities for your little ones to be cared for while you attend worship? Or perhaps it is a um, a style of worship that welcomes little ones in right. the main sanctuary, the main worship area. Um, all things that you can find out just by calling the staff. Um, okay, one more thing I was thinking about in terms of choosing a church. Heidi, you know... Um, there are a bazillion styles mm-hmm. <laughs> of worship. You've got traditional worship with hymns and choirs and robes and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And then you have more contemporary worship with bands, um, like you've got guitars and drums and lights and all right. the things. Um, so I don't think it's wrong to process through what do, what do I um, not even enjoy, but what helps me right. worship? Right. And that was something that was really important for my husband and I with our music backgrounds. So the style and music quality was especially important for us. Yeah, for sure. And I know, I mean, you know, in contemporary worship services, there are some churches that we have attended where the volume Mm-hmm. It was so high. I had to. I had to walk out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a preference. Other people were jamming out for Jesus. Right. I mean, they were just having a blast. So, again, preference. That's why I use that word. It is up to you and your family. What are the things that assist you in being focused on God while you're worshiping? I would also add that even between you and I, there is a big difference. Now. Not doctrinal, not about the focus of the church, but just what I would consider little things are different just based on our backgrounds and based on what we enjoy. So that is something also to take into consideration. What are your loves? What is going to help you focus? I just want to end on this uh, verse from Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and exhorting one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, all with grace in your hearts to God. Thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. We invite you to visit the abcjesuslovesme.com and parentingtoimpress.com website, as well as join the Parenting to Impress private Facebook group. Check out the show notes for more information about topics shared in the episode. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your friends.